Welcome everyone to the Ken Hill Podcast. I'm Ken Hill. My goal with the podcast is to share the techniques and habits of what the best motorcycle riders in the world do to thrive and survive in a sport that has consequences. Using my 20 plus years of riding and training at the highest levels, I wanna make these techniques and habits accessible to every rider in the world. The podcast structure is deliberate. I don't have sponsors. The duration relative to many other podcasts is short making it simple to listen multiple times, and I only release a new podcast when I feel I have something to share. I'm not cranking out podcasts because my sponsors say I need to. You listeners are my sponsors, and I appreciate the donations, which can be made via the podcast page on my website, khcoaching.com. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to the Ken Hill Podcast, number 79. I'm Ken Hill. Before we dive into today's podcast, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I know it's been a few months since I released a a podcast, and um, I am steadfast that if... um, uh, I'm not going to release something that's that's I feel is uh, is not ready or not if it's just not relevant. I'm not going to release it. So uh, this podcast, which I'll talk a little bit uh, about in a minute, we'll talk a lot about it in a minute, um, ended up being quite a bit to to unpack. But first, on some housekeeping is yeah, behind the scenes there's uh, obviously a ton going on. Um, trying to schedule things in 2021 is obviously so difficult. There's, there's just so many moving pieces. Um, we do have our track time schedule up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and also I'm doing a lot of training at, at Chuckwalla with, uh, with my team. And that leads me to uh, a little bit of an announcement uh, that you'll see. It's kind of a soft announcement, which is uh, we're finally bringing our MotoPilot series uh, online. 2021 is really going to be our, our beta testing year with track time as well as my, my other instructors. And we're going to start going through that system. The guides are pretty much all written. Um, they're in editing form right now. And uh, you, will, you will see some big releases on that hopefully in the next few months as we get the MotoPilot uh, series going. And so what is the MotoPilot series? It's a series of guides. There's six guides, four rider levels, two instructor levels, and they essentially take you through all the objectives that uh, I, work, I work with clients with, my, my instructors work with clients with, and we want to take you through a series of levels with that. It's, it's a pretty cool deal, and, and you'll see a nice little intro to that coming out. So, all right. This podcast, it seems like such an easy, easy one, and I, 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 got, you know, I actually got this request quite a bit. And it seems so simple, but there is a lot to unpack here. And, okay, podcast 79, what if I get into a corner too hot? I mean, so what is too hot? What does that, what does that really mean? Is it too fast? Um, so, I mean, did you, um, were you drafting somebody and you just got into the corner too fast? Were you too late to the brakes? Did you not get your reference point? Were you actually too fast for the corner? Or too fast for your brain and too fast for the techniques that you have, that you currently have? Could, you know, could the bike actually have made it? So there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of stuff there. So we're going to, um, we're going to break this down uh, into a couple of different categories with a couple of different scenarios because it really defines what you're going to do. And 
you know, one thing that we have to look at is, you know, every one of these, every one of these situations is, is not the same. There's, there's so many different things going on with you, with you and your environment, and we'll, we'll get into that as well. So the two categories are too fast, and that's too fast for whatever reason. And the other one is a false neutral. And then the scenarios are you stay on the track, or the other scenario is you're, you end up getting off the track. So we want to go through both of those. And again, there's, there's, um, there's quite, a bit, uh, quite a bit to it. So first one, too fast, too hot. And most of the time it is too fast for your brain or, or essentially what your, what your um, current technique is. Most of the time, your bike is capable of making it. Okay, great. Awesome. So what do you do? Well, it's a simple statement. It's a simple statement that's pretty complex, which is you stay with it. So what does, what does stay with it means? What it fundamentally means is stay with your eyes and your brakes. If you immediately target fixate on the outside of the track, guess where you're going to go? You're going to go to the outside of the track and then end up typically off the track. Or if on the brake side, if you fundamentally stab the brake and you haven't even, you know, haven't even left the surface yet and you stab the brake and fall down, right, thinking you're going to go off track, these are the things that we want to, we want to um, fix and mitigate. So staying with it simply means stay with your eyes and your brakes. And I'll tell you, this is, this is a really interesting one because it has saved my butt more than once. Is, so you remember the eye drill? Remember the eye drill where the first thing that we did, the first thing that we said during the eye drill was you had to internally say, move my eyes. So when you looked from dot to dot, you have to internally say, I need to move my eyes. I have to move my eyes. That's where this comes into play. Because if you're automatically target fixating on the outside of the track, that's where you're going to go. But if you can force yourself to say, I, move my, I need to move my eyes, and then you concentrate on the inside of the track, well, it's pretty cool because what's going to end up happening is your technique is going to follow your eyes. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Your technique is going to follow your eyes. So you want to think about if I get my eyes to move, then you can start to look and say, okay, where am I going to go? Where can I have the bike as straight as it can be, straight up and down as possible for as long as possible because the straighter you are, the more brakes that you can apply. And at this, you know, you have to remember, time is, time is not your friend here. And we want to think about or, or stop thinking about your apex and your lap time. We're thinking about staying on the track and making sure that you can stay on the track as, as long as possible, as much as possible, so you can use those brakes. And yeah, it might be a little bit ugly, but... That's what we're trying to do. So the next thing is, is once we move our eyes, we're thinking about, I want to be able to be as upright as possible and as straight as possible for as long as I can so I can have more grip. So let's get back into the, the time is limited issue. Because time is limited, 
we want to be able to train our motor controls. And this is something that I actually, I love what Nick Einich says about this, right? This is something that we, we you know, did with the Freddie School and, and, and Nick talked about so much at the Yamaha School, is load the tire before you work the tire. And I, we all, there's no time, right? Your brain is freaking out. So initially, what do you want to do? You want to stab the brake, right? You're trying to grab as much brake as possible. But I, I have seen more people fall down you know, on initial brake pressure. They're stabbing the brake, and they've completely overloaded the tire, not put a load into it, when they simply could have literally taken the one or two milliseconds to squeeze the front brake on, load the tire before they work the tires, Nick says, and then suddenly they have a lot more contact patch. And I, I, it's, we don't want to stab the brake before you even get to having any type of um, uh, major issue. So let's make sure that we go to the brake. When we go, go to it, load the tire with a millisecond of, of building that brake pressure. This is very, very trainable, and we'll, we'll talk about that um, as well. So it's pretty simple at this point. And it seems simple, but of course, it's, it's, um, there's a lot going on. And of course, there's not a lot of time going, uh, a lot, not a lot of time at this, uh, um, at this point. But if we simply move our eyes to the inside of the corner, we look for where we can be as straight as possible for as long as possible, and then apply the brakes, you'll be really surprised at what you can accomplish right there. And at this point, we've only really talked about the front brake. Rear brake is absolutely okay, as long as it's not stabbed and locked up. So at this point, one of two things are gonna happen. You're either gonna stay on the track, or you're going to get, or you're gonna go off the track. If you stayed on the track, don't forget a quick look over your shoulder as you merge back onto the track, and then you can just get back on and hit that next apex and continue on. So, all right, now, yep, you're headed off track, meaning you've left the riding surface. And yeah, this is, this is scary. And there's some places that uh, this, is, this is just not, it's not a joking matter. Because the, the, the choices typically are, yeah, there is some extra asphalt, right? Some tracks have some runoff that you can use. There's dirt or grass, there's a gravel trap, or yes, there's solid unmovable objects. So it starts with, if you think there's no other way, there's no other way that and you're going to leave the track surface is you wanna get it pointed as straight as you can. Get it pointed as straight as you can. So get the bike pointed straight up and down as much as you can, get off the front brake, and jump your eyes ahead. Look for where you want to go. And those right there are, are, can be such a big deal because I've seen people leave the track surface, they make it three feet, they're on the front brake, they've stabbed it, and they fall down when there was literally 100 feet of runoff in front of them. So it starts with get it pointed as straight as you can, get off the front brake, jump your eyes ahead, and look where you want to be able to go, right? We need to be able to see where we can go. So again, that we can get that technique engaged to that as well. So to be clear, you're now in survival mode. This isn't about making an apex or a lap time. This is about you surviving. And you need to be prepared for a wild ride. 
You need to be prepared to be thrown off course and having to catch the bike. If you're off the asphalt, you're off the asphalt at this point, start and keep applying the rear brake as much as possible, feeling for how much you can apply it. And at this point, you can add rear brake and see if you can get, you know, feel the rear end. You can lighten it up a little bit and then go back to it and see what's going on, right? Feeling how much grip that you actually have. Use the front brake. What? Yeah, use the front brake, but use it as lightly as you can, and you'll be surprised at how much you can use it if, if it is applied lightly. We just don't want to stab it. And I'm going to stop here real quick because I had an instance where I ran off track in 2020. Um, I was following a student, and it was a very, very high-speed blind area. And uh, the rider, we were very close together, going quick. Um, and the way that we were pointed is that um, if he had fallen down in this area, that you're just you're automatically going to go off track. I mean, he's gonna, the bike is going to slide off track, and probably the rider is going to slide off track. Well, the rider fell down in front of me. We're going quick. And his bike slid to the left. The rider slid to the right. So I didn't really have anywhere to go. Um, I was concerned that if I went to the right that I would end up hitting him. I didn't know where the bike was going to end up, even though I had an idea it was going to go um, uh, to the left. But, you know, who knows where it's going to end up. So I took the path in between, but I knew that I was going to go off track. I went off track, straight as possible, and let off the front brake, went to the rear brake, and then I could build rear, rear brake pressure, feel where the rear brake was starting to lock up. I went to the front brake just dragging the front brake, just dragging it. And of course, at this point, we want to get our eyes engaged, right? Our eyes need to see where we're going and what our trajectory is looking at. Keep looking ahead for where you want to go and know that you may have to adjust your trajectory, which is exactly what I had to do here. I had to move a little bit to the right in very, very wet grass. The bike was very much a wild ride, but I stayed on the rear brake. I had very light front brake, I adjusted my trajectory and I came to basically a very safe stop. So at this point, I hope you've gotten the bike slowed down and you're able to get yourself turned around and back on track. And again, there's just, there's no, there's no one size fits all with this. But I think the main points are get it pointed straight as possible, get off that front brake, look where you wanna go, and then you can start adding that rear brake. And again, we'll talk about this at the end about how we can practice some of these things. So that, that should be able to get you going. But also, again, remember, you, you be prepared for a wild ride and be prepared to make adjustments in milliseconds because that's what it's going to take. Um, a couple other things here, and I definitely think it's worth talking about. Um, there's, some, uh, there's definitely some other points here. Gravel traps. Sand traps, they are deeper than you think. It is easy to get stuck in them, and it's easy to, to lose the front. And if that's the case, what we're coming into a gravel trap is you're going to slow down a lot quicker than you think. You're going you're to slow down. You almost are not going to be able to need brakes, but you're still going to use rear brake. I'd be off the front brake totally in a, a sand, sand trap or gravel trap. You actually want to get your weight a little bit back, and then try to keep the front wheel as straight as you can. And again, you're going to be in for a wild ride. 
And um, gravel traps, again, they're very, very deep, and a lot of times your bike can get, uh, can get stuck in those. So if all went well, you've gotten the bike slowed down and maybe turned around, and now you can get back on track. Now, if you're getting back on track, remember, you may have dirt or mud or gravel on your tires, or, or you'd be surprised at how much stuff ends up in your belly pan. Be aware and mindful of grip and also getting things on the track surface and come in and get your bike checked out. Come in, try to stay offline as much as you can, your hand up, come in, get your bike checked out. And I think that's, that's a huge deal. And again, you'll be really, really surprised at how much stuff ends up um, uh, in the belly pan and on, on uh, all over your bike. So <clears throat> false neutral. Whew, yeah, this is a scary one, quite honestly. So false neutral. And there's definitely some things that we can do here to, um, to help you out. So when you think about a false neutral, it typically happens pretty early in the entry procedure. So you're coming into a corner, you go to the brakes, maybe you're doing one or two downshifts, you get a false neutral. Typically have quite a bit of warning to, um, to negotiate the corner. Yeah, you may not make your apex, uh, your lap time's gonna be blown, but it, you typically have a lot of time uh, to be able to, to, um, to get the bike slowed down. So, all right, great. What, what ends up happening here when we get a false neutral? So getting a false neutral, Typically ends, as I mentioned, you end up running a little bit wide. Bike goes into false neutral, and the first thing you notice is this horrible, horrible grinding noise, this terrible grinding noise. The bike is freewheeling. You're not sure what the hell's going on. Get that clutch pulled in. Pull, the, pull in the clutch and hold it in. Again, trying to keep the bike as upright as possible. And once you st stabilize this situation, Try shifting it back into a higher gear. So if you're going from third to second, try going back into third gear. It's much easier to go back into higher gear than to try to continue to put it into a lower gear. So try to go back into the higher gear. Again, it's gonna sound absolutely and feel absolutely positively horrible. Keep the clutch in until it goes into gear. Keep it until it goes into gear. And typically, you're gonna to have to slow way, way down. I really, you'd be surprised how slow you're gonna to have to go to get it to re-engage. You're almost gonna to have to come to, to a stop to make that happen. And that's just how it is. Um, but again, it's, um, it's better than the alternative. So false neutrals, not fun. They do happen, um, but we can, we can uh, mitigate them fairly easily. They happen fairly early. So get that clutch pulled in, keep the bike upright as, as much as you can. Try getting it into a higher gear and realize, yeah, it's gonna sound and feel horrible and you're gonna have to slow down a lot slower than you think to get it back into gear. And you have to remember, typically you won't be in the right gear once you think goes back into gear. So keep mindful, make sure you're mindful of that. So, all right. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Ah, is there a time when jumping off or bailing off the bike is an option? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. And yes, it has happened to me. Um, it's not a fun experience, but there are times when you were bailing becomes an option. And let's be clear, this is a last ditch effort to survive. And I am not advocating it 
unless the situation is lethal. It's, 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 a, it's a horrible, horrible thing to have to go through. So what, what are the basic situations when, that, when that, may, that may present itself? So maybe no brakes, a stuck throttle, um, your bike is on fire, or there's an impending and movable object in front of you. So, I mean, I, w- I would think those are pretty much the only times that we would want to look at, uh, at bailing off the bike. Not a fun, not a fun topic, um, but it's one that you should be, a- be aware of for sure. So I'm going to add, I'm going to add one more thing here. That's, that's sort of on the same vein of, of what we're talking about. And I, this is actually something that I, I do practice, um, and it goes along the lines of, um, and you'll see this in the MotoPilot program as well, is especially as an instructor, is you always want to leave yourself an out. And even when I'm riding at a track day, I always want to have an out. So being able to stand your bike up mid-corner, um, because, be, running, because see, having to stand your bike up mid-corner can lead to running off. So whether it's fluid or debris or a down bike or a rider, standing the bike up to run less lean angle is something to have in your toolbox. And it's, it's, it's honestly very easily practiced um, when you're out on track or you can even do it out on the street. And it's just simply pushing the bike away from you. And again, if there's, if there's um, some sort of fluid on the surface of the track or something that you need to take away lean angle for, being able to stand the bike up in a very short amount of time um, can be fantastic. Uh, but also remember, a lot of times if you're standing the bike up, your radius will open up as well. So something to think about there, but it's something that's pretty easily practiced, uh, but it goes along with this topic as well. So, whew, all right. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot going on here. Um, great. Okay, awesome. How do we train for all of this? And there's, there's training that we definitely can do for this. And the first one is when you're at a track, regardless, I don't care if it's a mini bike track or a, um, a little dirt bike turn track or a Road America, know your surroundings. During track walks or siding laps, look around. And, and, and look for and know your outs. I think this is incredibly important. I'll tell you when I, like for instance, we just mentioned Road America. Road America has you know three of the highest speed straightaways per lap, and I want to make sure that if I have an issue because you're pushing the braking uh, zone, the entry zone, I want to make sure I have an out if I have some sort of catastrophic failure. So I would automatically look to make sure that I had an out in those in those places, and. You'd be surprised at what you don't see that might be able to help you. But so spend the time, know your surroundings, know that, you know, if you're going to go off on a certain turn that you've been around 10,000 times, you know that you're going to go off this corner and things are going to be okay because you can do X, Y, and Z. So look and know your outs. Second thing is you can train your eyes, move my eyes. And you can, you can even do this in real time whether it's in your car or whether it's on your bicycle or whether it's, it's riding, is being able to move your eyes and look at the inside of the corner and th- remember that, right? Move my eyes, train your eyes, move your eyes. It, in, in, when it's needed, it is amazing. So we need to work on it. The other one is train your motor controls. Train your initial brake pressure. Train your initial brake pressure. 
in, in times of panic, right? And that happens in your car. Somebody pulls out in front of you, slam the brake on all of a sudden. So learn, learn to have that very, very slight initial brake pressure so you can load the tires, you work the tire, build more brake pressure, and then contact patch, energy is gained, and you'll be surprised at how much shorter you can stop. The last thing we want is have you stab the brake and fall down, <laughs> fall down when there was plenty of track left over for you to be able to, um, to get out of the, the um, circumstance. And the last one is train standing up your, standing your bike up mid-corner. And it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, um, but it, it, same thing. It can absolutely, absolutely save your, um, save your butt um, when needed. So... All right, there we go. Oh my gosh, such such a, a lot of stuff on this one, um, and it was a great. I'm I'm glad that the uh, people wrote in, and glad uh, that we got to answer this one. So, there you go, podcast seventy nine, Ken Hill podcast twenty twenty one. All rights reserved.